0: Welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans with four season card holders at Ashton Gate. who love the club, the game, and all things Bears. Well, the Falcons had their wings clipped at the gate as the Bears won 37-21 against Newcastle to collect a five-point bonus win. A highly entertaining game with some standout performances for us to discuss. We'll also look ahead to the next game at home to London Irish with our good friend Jerry, uh, who's been on many a pod with us to talk about London Irish. We also have an interesting chat with someone from the Bristol Bull Sharks rugby team, a new side for the city. All this and more on this week's show, I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Uh, Well, Lee, good to be back at your place after a two week break. Good to see you fellas, as always. Uh, We're a man down now, aren't we? We, we are a man down You're because man. Um, Miles, <laughs> Miles isn't here. He, he's had to give his apologies this week. Uh, I think he's at the uh, the Winter Resort in Cloisters um, with the the di da Brigade doing some skiing. So uh, he, he couldn't make it.
1: I, I almost dug the uh, Christmas tree out of retirement just for this one episode, you know, to, to add that little bit of intellectual naps that Miles usually gives us every week, but... Uh, Unfortunately, I was a bit too lazy, so I was still in the store cupboard. Oh, well, we've got a bottle top. Maybe that can stand in for,
0: for, for miles. And Pete, how are you, fella? Quite quite a day for you at the rugby on
2: uh, on Saturday. You had both daughters there. I did, yes, because, uh, well, funnily enough, my other half it was also out skiing this weekend with uh, the Duke and Duchess as well. So I was left, uh, left home alone with the two girls. Didn't really want to give up you know, my season ticket. I mean, it costs a lot of money, a season card. So I thought, well, this is perfect. I can take Miles' ticket and uh, and and I can I can combine rugby with childcare. Um, so got it all organised. And in fact, both the girls, uh, one of my daughters went with a, f- a friend of the family, so they sorted her out. And the other daughter came and sat with us. But uh, I think it was probably within 30 seconds of the start of the game, she got a text from one of her friends who's... Dad's got a season ticket saying that they had spare seats where they were sitting. So she then proceeded to leave me uh, and go and sit with her friends. So basically I took both doors to the, to the rugby and didn't sit next to either of them. So I don't know whether that was a perfect situation or or a bit sad, but uh, we all met up afterwards and, and, and uh, enjoyed the
3: game.
0: Absolutely, and what a game it was! Bristol Bears thirty-seven, Newcastle twenty-one. But uh, before we talk about Saturday, Lee, let me come to you. Let's talk about Friday. What were your thoughts when you saw uh, saw that team sheet?
1: One, uh, one big surprise. One massive surprise, and 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 for me, it was it was huge. And I, I, as soon as I saw that team sheet, I thought Falcons were in for a, a jolly good pasting. Um, And Whiteley, I think we all agree, when he's come on, he's been absolute class, hasn't he? And I just felt that I think a few people, a few of our listeners were maybe slightly worried, you know, not having Sheedy in there. But I just thought Whiteley, it was his time to shine. And blimey, didn't he he ever shine? He was absolute class, wasn't he?
0: Well, I think... um... Pete, we talked about uh, the other day when we had to have two scrum halves on the pitch at the same time. Actually, you know, there are some benefits to that. And I don't know about you. And I, I just wondered, you know, having Euron uh, and, and Whiteley, whether the tactics might be slightly different to with two sniping number nines
2: on the pitch. What were your thoughts uh, before the game? Well, it was a surprise to see Whiteley at 10 because, I mean, we did spend quite a lot of time beginning pre-season season Saying that he isn't really a 10. I'm sure we spoke to the uh the guy from Fezcast, didn't we? And we Be kind tense, of yeah. said he's a ten. He goes, Well, not really. Um, and we, you know, a few fans have said he's a ten, and we've said, no, no, he isn't. And then suddenly he turns up at 10. So it didn't did raise suspicions, but I thought, well, where's Lloyd? Where's Bedlow? Where's even Tiff Eden? Um, obviously on the bench. But but yeah, I mean, it I don't think it was attacked. I, I think clearly as was then proven later on, is that behind the scenes, he clearly has shown that he has that ability, particularly kicking off the tee, uh, to, to to earn that right at 10. I mean, it was clearly a gamble, I guess, a selection gamble. But yeah, it turned out well. And and actually, in the end, obviously, with Andy Uran getting injured quite early, he then got back to his natural position and and uh, gave us uh, some uh, quite a
1: performance, I'd say. It's yeah. funny you mention the kicks, though, because when Whiteley was lining those kicks out, even the ones that were really out wide, I didn't think he was going to miss. I just, I think he just portrayed yeah. that confidence, you know, like with um, Madigan back in the day. He just, as soon as he lined up and he could see he was, you know, everything was just sharp. And I, I didn't think he was going to miss, even the ones out wide, which we can't, we, we really haven't been able to see that for a while, have we, to be fair? I
0: thought you had a bit of the Johnny Wilkinson yeah. with the, the head movement. Mm. So uh, maybe from the same score, because... It looked like Yoan Lloyd was uh, slated to play 10 but obviously he had the the uh, uh, positive uh, COVID and Yoan, uh, if, if, if you're listening which I'm sure you are we uh, hope you're back uh, and training soon so uh, I think one of the interesting things was how long Whiteley had to prepare you know did Was it a positive test for uh, Lloyd at the start of the week or towards the end of the week? Mm. Because to come in and perform like that, if he's only just been thrown in on a Thursday or Friday, was was quite
1: remarkable. I do think sometimes that's better though, isn't it, when you're thrown in, because then you don't have so much time to think about it. And then your performance then, you just you've completely focused although to be fair he didn't play fly for very long did he no <laughs> so, we didn't.
0: well let's let's talk about the game then uh, let, let me come to uh, you first then Pete uh, yeah. we're just settling in our seats I think your daughter had just left hers to uh, go go and sit with her friends and uh, we're, we're 7-0 up after three minutes
2: Andy Eur. Well, I mean that try, I think it was it was Piers O'Connor, wasn't it? He? he just glided past a couple of Newcastle defenders. And I think I said to you, Taylor, I said, if that's how they're gonna tackle today, we are in for an absolute feast. Um, I mean it was it was I think to be fair, when you look at it, O'Connor identified two big lumps in front of him and he, he I, you saw him check inside I think he suddenly realised that he had that gap and they are always looking for mismatches aren't they and there was a huge mismatch it was two of their big locks somehow were out there and I think it was brilliant I think it's easy to say oh it was a missed tackle so try from the tackle but I think it was great awareness from Piers O'Connor to see that gap and realise that he had every chance of getting through it and then from that moment on I mean it was just standard support play and it was quite nice to see the ball go to hand and- not get dropped on and uh, and of course Andy as a good scrum off should always be doing was on his shoulder um, and, and took the glory oh, no.
0: yeah but obviously uh, Lee scoring tries isn't maybe uh, he's not used to it bending down putting the ball down because <laughs> he he did his what looked like a hamstring and uh, was off two minutes later
1: he was yeah and you could you could see as soon as he'd done it he just felt the back of his hamstring didn't he and he thought oh no he's, he's definitely tweaked it I mean, hopefully it won't be too bad. But um, it's funny, though, because sometimes when Piers O'Connor drops down, we're not quite sure if he's actually dropping the ball down. So it was, you know, at least Andy did place it quite uh, I th- I mean, I think comfortably just, over the line.
2: Just to pick up on what you just said there, I mean, I think the problem with hamstrings is they are usually quite bad. I mean, you don't come mm-hmm. back early from a hamstring unless it isn't a hamstring. So if he has tweaked it, then we've... You know he will be out Four for to six a few weeks. weeks, yeah. And and they don't like to rush hamstrings back, do they? Okay. So it's it's. We'll probably come on to discuss this, but yeah, it's uh, it wasn't ideal.
0: Not at all. Um, but anyway, we weren't messing about then. Uh, uh, t- uh, on ten minutes, I think it was uh, Morahan, who, who was looking filthy, wasn't he, oh, in oh, that that oh, first half? Oh. The Wizard of Oz. Um, little uh, kick through to. Uh, Mr. Newell Argo.
1: Yeah, I mean, before that, it was it was some brilliant interlinking play, wasn't it, across the, the midfield, and um, and like you say, Luke, it, it's exactly what he gives you at fullback, isn't it? And it was it was just he's always open to every angle. Like initially, I think he's always looking to look inside or come inside for that kickhead. I mean, it, it was a perfect bounce, to be fair. I mean, we couldn't, you know, we can't deny that. So we're a bit unlucky, but. C was on the end of it, wasn't he? And uh, you know, and that's exactly what we, what we were doing. We were hunting in packs, and we were all following up. And it was l- like watching the bears of old for me.
0: Uh, it certainly was, wasn't it? And I, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a you know in, in between because I can't remember the exact order. But Pete, we must have left about three or four tries out there. I mean, really good opportunities for tries. And I mean, one of them uh, again, I think was it uh, was it Dan Thomas that got the block. On on a clearance, yeah, yeah, it, uh, I, yeah, and it bounced. What was it? About three meters out. Didn't quite bounce yeah. into his hands, uh, but on yeah, I mean, the day it was, he would have just strolled in.
2: Yeah, I mean there was there was a couple. It was um, um yeah, that was the charge down. I mean, that's the beauty of rugby, isn't it? That's why we have the oval ball, because it's not you're not quite sure. I mean, in hindsight, Dan Thomas probably that later that night, lay in bed, dreaming about that, that all he had to do was just tap it with his foot and dive on it. But he kind of, you could see, he kind of went to pick it and the, the pesky ball did it, other things. So that, I mean, that could have been one. And there was a, I think there was another one. There was a couple of other breaks when there where players just got caught. I mean, fair play to... Yeah, Newcastle defence and I think quite a lot of the time it was Radwan wasn't it he was so rapid Mm. was actually getting back because we had a bit of a joke with um, with uh, the guy that sits in front of us who uh, who is a is a pod listener and uh, and I kind of said oh it's Whiteley's having a great game but he could do with a little bit more gas you know after we've been caught you know one metre from the line it was kind of tongue in cheek but it was a bit of a shame for him because I mean yeah he, he did but I think they were probably up against the fastest
1: covering defender that the league's got. I think at that point as well, it was the double dummy. That actually yeah. actually did for Whiteley you know, oh, I maybe mean, yeah. the first one he would have got away with but the second one I think mean, he just I mean well, no was, this was the one
0: in the first it's half the worst, first it was the first half yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah when he was Sorry.
1: attacking the uh, the,
2: the uh, yeah. Atio, wasn't he yeah that's right And um, but Radwan is rapid yeah and yeah I mean it's a uh, fair place <laughs> I mean I was joking about him needing <laughs> needing a bit more gas because the guy was uh, was on fire um, but it was quite nice we've had games before where we haven't we've had all of these kind of potential opportunities and not quite scored and then haven't actually scored so it was quite nice to get those four well those scores in the bag quite early to be fair
0: yeah then uh, 19 minutes uh, I uh, I, Lee, it was the the Moraghan try and oh, nice. I mean that was just filth wasn't it that yeah. handling and that build up in our own 22
1: yeah, I mean, it was it was filth beyond anything that, that Pete would write. in was you know, post-filth. It, it was absolute class. I mean, it started from Fitz Harden, didn't it? it was, back of the yeah. hand from Fitz Harden. Then Vui's got it and thought, well, anything Fitz can do, I can do, better. And then he's flipped out of the back of the hand. And then, obviously, Dan Thomas has is, uh, is got it, released him. And then, you know, off to Moran and... and I just love that little sidestep. morahans he's gone to go inside, hasn't he? And that little sidestep and, and taking the guy on the outside. And, mm. you know, it, I mean, it was. But at that stage then, I thought this was like Barbarians type rugby again, wasn't it? It was It was everything that mm. we've been used to for the last couple of years. I, I haven't watched it back again, but I've just got this suspicion
2: that because Morahan had, had played that kick through for the first try, I've got wondering that if, when he got that ball from Thomas, I mean, it was a perfectly weighted... Pop passed from Thomas, he drew the man. When the covering one was coming over, I just wondered for a split second where if thought he ought to kick it and almost made a little flinch to do it, which I think... The defender thought that as well. And then split second later, Moran thought, no, I can actually get past here. Mm. And, and I, I just wonder whether there was a little element of a tiny weeny nanosecond of a kind of kick dummy. Because then you saw him just then stretch. and he, I mean, he missed the touchline oh, by yeah. about half an inch. And it was, I mean, what a finish that was. I mean, we were, we were, we were whimpering. I mean, we were right the opposite side. We were in the dolman, and it was right over in the handsel. But we were, we were whimpering with uh, joy to see that go in.
1: It was glorious. And that's what we were talking about: Luke Morahan playing fullback before. Just a Like I mean, th- that rule for me is made for. But also that, if
2: everyone's, if anyone ever wants to understand what the Bears' way is, is the fact that it went through three forwards. Yeah like as if they were playing like backs and then to finally get to the speedster so it goes hard in to, to uh to, to Vui who Vui like was like it was like Piers O'Connor the first thing he kind of realised he stepped inside to guess get the space and then flung it out yeah. as you say out the back. Then Thomas is on the run. The fact that we have all these players out in those wide channels for that very reason mm. is is this is why this is the way we play. And we've got to always remember that because we do have frustrations from time to time as we know but when it works there's nothing oh, better nothing better than that not, no better advert for rugby to see big units just playing like unbelievable just with the rugby. finesse yeah, yeah. with, finesse, with finesse. finesse unitary and finesse at the yeah. same time
0: uh, and then we're barely 20 minutes have gone and uh, they, they go and get uh, their try um, I've got to say that um, one thing I would say, I mean I didn't feel we were going to get too many problems from London Irish. That first 20 minutes, the way they were. Newcastle. Claiming, uh, Newcastle, sorry, Newcastle. Um, except that was a, a big gnarly pack that mm. knew mm. how to, uh, I certainly knew how to do a rolling mall, didn't they? Mm. And uh, and get some penalties. And I think looking at the stats, we, we gave away 17 penalties. And mm. that figure must be when he actually blew his whistle mm. if it was every time that Foley put his arm out we probably gave away about 50 penalties mm. I reckon mm. uh, but anyway we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that so they score 21-7 it was
2: the only thing that Whiteley had done wrong all day really it, it was wasn't just it just mistimed it wasn't it it was a bit but it was a bit like the Thomas one the other way you know it's the ball he, he yeah, thought he right. had it and yeah. then it just bounced Eluded backwards it. and yeah it's I don't blame put too much blame on I me mean, I think what I do blame is about three missed tackles of that Scrum off yeah. before we managed to get through. Yeah. So
1: can't mm. completely blame it. Was one of those things. It was in the fate of the gods, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> that ball just yeah. uh, just stayed low.
0: It, it, it was, but disappointing. And again, I think we, we said at the time, didn't we? Oh no, is this one of those little turning yeah. points where you know you're so good, and then just something like that happens? It mm. shouldn't happen. Um I think Morahan went off then, Um and then uh,
2: twenty six minutes. The fourth try rattles in, Pete. Alapati Leua. Yeah, and again, I mean, made by Whiteley, finished by Leua, and in a classic scrum half try, identifies the space down the blind side, has enough pace, enough gas, I should say, to get the space, and then the simplest of inside passes. I mean, you look at tries like that, and you think, why don't we score tries like that all the time? It was so so well well worked and. Just brilliant scrum half play, really, and, and like and Leua as well. Fair play to him. He, you know, he knows that he, he went. He then went on the inside, so he made some available. And then, I mean, to be honest, at that point, I was thinking. You know, this could be this could be a cricket score. Obviously, not an England cricket score, but this could be a like an Australian cricket score here. Mm. And and uh, of course, I should have realised that uh, it doesn't always turn out like that. But, but it was a brilliant
1: first half an hour. But it is true because when we, when we're playing like that, we make those tries look so easy. Mm. It's like the, you know we're playing a combination team, and when we're absolutely on it like that, it, it, like you do get that impression. There's no stopping us at and all. There's
2: no other team apart from perhaps and sometimes London Irish on their pomp that do that. Mm, yeah. And, and that's, why, that's why people follow rugby or get into rugby when they see stuff like that.
0: Uh, absolutely. It, it, it is starting to feel like, um, well, certainly the first half of last season when we were just throwing it around and scoring tries uh, for fun. Um, so 28-7, uh, and then, uh, you know, I talked about it a few moments ago their forward power camped on our line we were given penalty after penalty after penalty and eventually well I think there was a yellow card first wasn't there for Atwood Uh, and then he's had enough and it's a penalty try Um, and uh, Joycey gets his marching orders and again I remember saying uh, this is going to be this 10 minutes we'll mm. really see how far this team's mm. come the first 10 minutes of the second half we've got a 14 point lead we're defending should have been 21 points well could have easily been 30 yeah. or 40 point mm. lead but it's only going to be 14 points and we're going to be playing with 13 men after the break but mm. uh, you know what What a magnificent 10 minutes that was to not only um, not concede we, we added a penalty uh, and of course, our friend Mr. Brown got uh, got yellow carded as well. So uh, actually brought a bit of parity back. Um, and then I suppose the second half it fizzled a little bit, didn't it? I think we mm-hmm. had three penalty tries. Whiteley was just like a metronome, wasn't he? He was just... Yeah. I think he didn't miss anything, did he? he no, no. Three penalties, four conversions, um, and the only try of note was uh, was their try. And you know, Jan Thomas is going to be a bit disappointed. He, did, he, he didn't keep Radwan; did he? he didn't match him stride for stride on the outside. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's,
2: it was. It, it, by the way, for, for eagle-eared Eagle, listeners, when Tony said penalty tries just now, I think it, you make penalty kicks. tony has so got, yeah, got a lot is, to think about, Tone, So let's be nice mm-hmm. with. Him. Um, yeah, that's one of those annoying opportunists. I mean, it was another opportunistic try. We defended our 20, our line pretty well and they it was a missed pass from them, wasn't it? Yeah. went behind the centre. You know, th- th- their young fly-off and fair play to him, actually. I thought he played all right because, you know, he was a young lad. Uh, he picked it up, started something going, but it, there still wasn't a lot on and then there was quite a nice little out the back of the hand from one of their centres. And of course, it went to the wrong person. It went to Radwan and... Yeah, I mean it wasn't he missed, someone else missed him, but Thomas Thomas did that thing where you could see with he suddenly thought oh, <laughs> I know. and you could see like he made every effort it to start. It was wasn't the thing of it, fear, like you've <laughs> never seen the man move and he couldn't quite get him. I don't blame Thomas for it. You know, that is what it's all about. When you get mismatches at the best will of the world, Radwan against Jan Thomas wow. is a mismatch. There's only there gonna be one way yeah. is, isn't there? And, and and Radwan had the composure, because he's a good player, to not Go for glory to, yeah. to then back inside, inside to Nathan eight. Earl I think it was, it was annoying in the sense that they didn't really it was opportunistic but then again we score quite a lot of opportunistic
1: tries so we I mean, can't be too too R- 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 going to do that to a lot yeah People well, he has, has faster already. players yeah. than Jan Thomas this season yeah. so I mean I mean the guy is class I mean I blame Eddie Jones because he'd been yeah. called up for the England Could squad and then got sent
2: back again didn't
0: he yeah you? yeah <laughs> yeah and and Jan we love you I mean, yeah. we, we know you're not necessarily in the the top three for uh, 100 meters in the best. But squad. the effort he made to try and get oh, absolutely. Fair, play to A him. fair play to him. Fair As play. always, uh, yeah. So it was only the the three penalty kicks for yeah. us uh, in the second half. Having said that, what I did thought was, and we've talked about this so many times on the podcast over these last 99 episodes, is game management. And I thought we we just managed that game. Um, didn't need to score any any more mm. tries we got the bonus point wrapped up uh, and just kept nudging you know a few extra points ahead keeping them at least two scores behind
1: well uh, for me that was as pleasing as scoring the tries because mm. the game management is we can score as many tries as we like but if we keep giving the ball away and doing our silly things giving mistakes and penalties away as we have done for mm. a long period of time um, that that Game management is important as anything else, and it and it was lovely to see the fact that all those little pieces of the puzzles are they're starting to come together for us. Mm. I think, yeah, and
2: I mean, fair play to Whiteley We were saying how many times we've seen a kind of a low top spinning grubber played by any of our players. It was, and he did a few of those, and they're the, the class. We've been saying that, you know, to get yeah. the pressure off, get it in the corner, mm. yeah. make it difficult, and. He's, you know, he was, I know we'll probably talk about his performance. We will in a minute. But, you know, you just suddenly think, where's he been all this season? This is, and, you know, this is a brilliant. This guy has seriously got a good rugby brain. So you're right. It was, that was pleasing. I mean, it was a bit disappointing because in the sense that, after 30 minutes, we had been expecting... We, We're expected going for a few more, we wanted a few more tries, but no, we've got to be realistic. This is the Premiership. Mm. You know, we shouldn't. you shouldn't be running through teams. And fair play to Newcastle for for doing what all they could do, really, was to try and spoil stuff and, and get stuck in. But um, yeah, I, I think a lot to work on, obviously, um, but it was a pleasing result, wasn't
0: it? Of course, it was a shame, Whiteley, I think the, you, you mentioned it earlier, it was the second half break, wasn't it, where he, it looked like he
2: was going to go... On
0: the outside yeah, but
2: he, cut back yeah. well he
0: cut underneath someone's
2: arm and then well, slipped, That was the one he? where Mike Brown got carded. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Brown right. didn't let him release, so yeah. got carded. Yeah. So, you know, it was I, I we were there going, just keep going, keep yeah. going. He was he was literally running towards us, wasn't he? And okay. I think uh, that was when that I think that was when I said, Oh, great player, just hasn't got enough gas. <laughs> <laughs> and then we called the consternation of our uh, of my friend in front of me. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we got a card out of it and a penalty, so you can't argue too much, can you?
0: Not at all, not at all. Well, let's uh, let's have a look at some of those performances. Um, Lee, if uh, if you do the forwards and, and peep the backs, uh, who, who stood out for you in the uh, front eight, Lee?
1: Well, I think obviously the most important one for me was Fitz Arden. again. Uh, I just think every time he steps onto the field for Bears, he's just quality in you know, the reason why Nathan Hughes is playing at the wreck at the moment. Um, So, I mean, the the level of consistency from Fitz Arden is, is completely absurd for someone so young. Um, So he was the standout for, for me. Um, But I I thought again, generally, I mean, against a massive Newcastle Falcons pack, Mm. I thought it was a real team effort and everyone did their shift. Um, and and I just think uh, like for me this week it was a collective um team performance from everyone really
2: I think it's so difficult for our forwards sometimes that they've got to do the basic stuff that forwards do which is defend tackle take into contact uh you know be organized don't don't th- don't let refs think they've pulled malls down all that sort of stuff, but we also demand of them to be out in the wide channels and offloading out the back of the hand and I think sometimes when we get a bit upset about you know a mistake or a counter ruck or something I think we've got to remember that that we're asking some of these blokes to do two massive different types of jobs consistently all game and the fact that they broadly do it and have started doing it a lot for the second half season is is massive testament to them and I think um you know, I just, I just, yeah. So when poor old Jan Thomas misses a tackle, you know, you think it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, well, good, good play for him to be out there on the wing. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's cutting down on the mistakes. I think yeah. that's what we've done in recent yeah. weeks. It's been yeah. huge for us. Yeah.
0: Uh, the, ha- the handling, just yeah. things are sticking. Yeah. And I mean, there were some great pickups by some of the players when balls were yeah. low, yeah. thrown above heads. Um, I thought it was good to see Atwood back. Yeah. Um, obviously, he didn't. Uh, Come out again in the second half um, uh, when his yellow card was over, and again I thought Dan Thomas was just his Not usual class. combative self. Yeah,
2: um, and- it's hard to think of it At beginning early season. He he wasn't in he wasn't in and around the first team, was he? And we were contemplating whether there was something going on, and it's just funny form, isn't it? And you know now, first name on the team sheet, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the backs then. Well, I mean, where do we start? I think we we might as well start. Well, well, can I leave that? I want to savour savour it. I think we'll start with, let's go in order. I mean, Oren scored a great try, pulled his hamstring. Whiteley had already looked reasonably accomplished at fly half. Goes to to, um, uh, scrum half. And of course, then Eden comes on at fly half. And, you know, no disrespect to him. There was a little bit of a concern. Hmm. You know, but? He did it last season. He stepped up when he had to. Um, but I think, to be honest, Whiteley, I mean, Whiteley ran the show at nine, yeah. uh, showed, I mean, let's be honest, showed everything that Randall has shown. Mm. And you could make an argument to say showed a little bit more as well. Yeah. And it's very, you know, he's he he he's got to do that consistently. But what a great, um, what a great kind of scrum half to have. When and now both of our scrum offs, because I imagine we're going to be out for a bit, you know, it, what a great position we're in that we've actually found somebody that we can be confident now we're
1: starting. To take the game by the scruff of the yeah. neck the way he did. Yeah, I mean, that, that not only shows obviously his class, but it also shows the kind of mentality that the guy's got as well. Yeah. I mean, he's come, he's come from Sarri's. He's got a winning mentality. He has. You good, could. I
2: think I was going to say that, and also just. I mean, we had no idea how good he was at kicking off the tee, and yeah. not only was he good. It, I mean, to me, that's that is to me the most beautiful kind of style of kicking. That kind of up oh, the Johnny Wilkinson, the kind of great the, 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 the pitch in wedge style, mm-hmm. and but fair. You know, we love Callum Sheedy, but he's an ugly kicker. So it's lovely to have that. Anyway, Whiteley you know, what can we say, just hasn't got enough gas. Apart from that, Let's, let's give credit to Tiff Eden. I, I mm. thought he played well. I yeah. thought he, he had one shocker when he missed touch with a penalty. And he looked, I thought he was going to cry. And he put his hand up. And, and I think most of the crowd were quite sympathetic. He gave a little thing, gave a little clap. But I thought he transferred the ball well. I thought he, he was strong in defence. I thought he played all right. And some of the handling. He was picking yeah, balls off, was, off his yeah. toes uh, two yeah. or three times. And, I, and we discussed Tiff Eden. And we said, the reality is... He's probably he's never gonna he's not going to establish himself. So it'll be good for him his new con, next contract. He'll go somewhere else, maybe drop down, start again somewhere. But he hasn't been loaned out, so he's obviously been used in the background as, as training ground. Kind of we we kind of joked a bit that we said he's like training ground fodder. fodder. He's like whenever someone needs something picked up, Tiff's there. Uh, you know, Tiff, could you just do that? Tiff, do that. Tiff, we need someone to smash into. But like, you know, so but. I was really pleased for him and, and we may well be needed you know in the next few weeks um, and then I mean let's you know okay let's go for it I know you're waiting boys Big seever I mean oh, the rock breaker I, I just I mean what what a performance and and I think it, I, those that watch the game don't need me to tell you what he did well Um, I mean there was one there's probably one new cast I don't know if it was the centre or the fly off who's contemplating whether he wants to have a career in rugby (laughs) after that smash in the first half because he did not get up for a while that was a fly off and it was a it was the fly off the young lad and I thought well fair play for getting up it reminded me when Harry Randall got smashed in a ruck in the first season he played for rough and he was throwing up on the pitch and I thought I thought if you carry on fair play to you Um, but what I liked about Siva was not only the physicality in defence the fact that he's, he's he's clearly learnt quite a lot mm. in that time he's off Massive. because he did have problems we felt and a just lot of people felt sometimes. positioning knowing when to go out knowing when to you know just just the technicalities of the game of union it's different to to league but he's clearly got that i mean he, he looks like a potent weapon i mean if i were a, if you're the analysts from the opposition clubs in the next few weeks there's going to be a lot of clips of seva shown. Well, maybe not. Maybe they won't show it to them. <laughs> but um yeah, so I mean, let's say, but also one thing I wanted to mention is that I think Semi had a very good game as well in the sense that he didn't have to be the big the one that had to do everything. I think we're now using Semi quite well. I think he's playing better. He's realising that he doesn't have to do everything all the time. I think he, I thought he made a few more yards than he normally does, but I think there was some decoy running that was brilliant that opened up spaces and he offloaded brilliantly. So at the moment, it looked the whole thing just went well together. Well, I think
0: when you look at... I, I, I did look at their um, defensive line when we had the ball and you could see the eyes are always yeah. where's yeah. Semi Yeah,
2: you know when's he going to come into play and, and he is making that space for and I think if you go back to Piers O'Connor's first try I mean mm-hmm. I think that was although I, I alluded to the fact that O'Connor identified a mismatch I think there was, there was everyone was for looking because Semi yeah. was outside him and, and Piers O'Connor did exactly the right thing is not give it to Semi and, and made it so I think I just think Semi also looks you know he's now sharper he's not making as many mistakes as he did when he came back I think if we can keep him and Siva fit, what a combination oh. we've got. And then O'Connor. I mean, O'Connor's coming back into form. He's now looking like, you know, 12 13, two wingers. And, you know, we know Morahan's injured, but hopefully not too bad. Purdy as well. I mean, you know, suddenly we're looking
1: very, very potent. That's the thing for me, see. When we just, um, just to add to what Pete's just said, Siva Nualago playing the way he's playing, he, if you are in sight, those deficiencies that we. We'd already identified previously what a potent backline that is there because no team's going to be able to stop them because semi's creating space. Nualago, then, you know, how can you defend against that? It's going to be like there's going to be gaps appearing everywhere.
0: Well, when you think as well, when Charles Piatow was back, you've exactly. got Ranranger at 13, Nualago at 14. <laughs> And yeah. then just chipping up on the outside, pier Tau, maybe as well. Yeah, you know that. that
1: we, you, you, and we and we've not even mentioned Purdy. No, huh? we've not even mentioned um, Piston Purdy I mean, yet. We, we we we've got one?
2: we've got to make the most of it as well. Every possible time we have it, we have them playing together because uh, you know who knows what will happen New next Argus season. In the real deal, he, though, is, he, he is. He is. He really
0: is. is. And I think it's a very astute point that you made about you know that time off. He's really. Got the union mm. kind of mentality now. Yeah. just reading the game, the timing, the position, uh, and uh, yeah, outstanding. Essentially,
2: I saw some people on uh, on social media starting to to just ask whether is he English qualified.
1: Yeah, I saw, and that
2: I think, well. or is he, is he is he is he you know is he Fijian qualified? And I, I think I didn't really follow it through, but I've got a feeling that he is potentially. English qualified. I mean, and Goonie's played for England, hasn't he? And as a Fijian who's been in the army. I mean, they're basically in the same. They were both in at Warminster so you know, you just wonder. You know, when we lose to Italy next week, <laughs> Jeddy Jones is panicking. <laughs> we don't want this to happen, but you can see maybe another time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's thirty though, isn't he? So, yeah, but so uh, we want no, to play too well, do we?
0: Absolutely outstanding. Well, let's have a look at um, some of the stats then. Uh, Again, this, you know, we only had 41% of yeah. possession, 42% territory. We made 631 metres to their 216, had to make 128 tackles to their 83. Mm. But, you know, I think that was a sign of the game, wasn't it? Some hard, you mm. know, defence on the line, yeah. tackle after tackle after tackle. As opposed to us just bursting through and then right. not even being able to put a finger on on, on our players. You, you kind
1: of expect those stats against Falcons, don't you, with the Yeah, you know, the pack. You, you know, you're always gonna get it that. is
2: the funny thing about stats, isn't it? I mean the reason they didn't make many tackles is because they just couldn't get
0: close to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh New Elago, 141 metres from eight carries. Uh Uh, Morahan 89 metres from 3 carries and that was in about 25 minutes Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Whiteley 87 metres from 9 carries and Leua 70 Mm metres from 7 carries I thought when he came on he he was looking good as well you know we, since we, we don't. we'd almost written him off <laughs> we had because whether he needed a top up of gas but he's <laughs> he's,
2: he's he's yeah if I found mean, it was you again wouldn't he yeah, <laughs> I, I, well I don't know I think it was more collective I mean I think it was you Lee who mocked that he was running in treacle that time when he made that break last season or I, whatever it was
1: there was a time when I did feel that he had the the pace of Gaston, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, fair
2: play. I mean, it's it's like a kind of new signing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, Leo are coming in, and so yeah, I mean,
1: brilliant. And also, he's got that versatility that Pat loves yeah. as well, hasn't he? So yeah. I mean, he's 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 fantastic for mm. the squad.
0: Yeah, uh, well, let's round off uh this weekend then with a look at the fixtures. Friday night, Gloucester beat London Irish twenty four seven. I thought it was going to be a real try-fest, and it was only 7-0 at halftime, mm-hmm. I think, to Gloucester. Uh, Exeter 26, Wasps Whoa. 27. And I have actually seen a few of the uh, the uh, Wasps Wasp report. People have said, actually, Wasps were really lucky. They hung in the game. Exeter mm. were the better team, but they just got the break on the day. Uh, Leicester 36, Worcester 16. Um, and the Bath revival um, (laughs) lasted one week Uh, they lost 40 points to 3 away at Saracens and then today uh, Quinns with a lot of players away now in the England squad 14 Mm. sail 36
1: they were dreadful
0: Mm. Um, and I mean, Mr. Fa- to Clerk back playing again after
1: a, well, quite a layoff. We should say, from a Bristol Bears point of view, AJ McGinty, since he's been back in that side, has been mm. pulling all the strings, and it's you know we got this guy coming to fair. I think Sale fans need to give us a bit of a pat on
2: the back because they've played the last two games since we we beat them handsomely at the gate they've actually played quite well haven't they so I think we gave them a kick up the arse and said boys you know you've got fans to think of so you know you can thank us later
0: right well that rounds it up for uh, this weekend you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans we're available on Apple Podcasts Spotify Podbean Buzzsprout and many many more platforms you can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com on Twitter, we're at Bears Beyond Gate, And on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Uh, next game uh, comes up very quickly, Friday the 11th of February, uh, 7.45 kickoff. It's Bristol against London Irish. I should say this one is not on BT Sport. There's two Friday night kickoffs and ours isn't on BT Sport. So get yourself down the gate. Um, and before we talk about uh, the forthcoming fixture, someone that we've had on the pod now, Pete, two, three times, I think.
2: I think this is his third appearance. Third, third appearance
0: cap. is is uh, our friend, and we all love him, Jerry Brown, who's the chair of the London Irish Supporters Association. So let's uh, hear what the lovely little chat that uh, Pete, <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete and Jerry had. <laughs>
2: So, so how is how is life at the uh, the Brentford Community Stadium? Have you bedded in well now?
4: Well, I, I I think we have. Yeah, I think we're pretty good now. Pretty good. Yeah, we've sorted out the eateries and the drinkeries yeah. and uh, et, cetera, et cetera, All the important bits got all of that sussed. Yeah, travelling is still a bit a bit of a nightmare. I think there was a, a, a you didn't come up for the game no. the, the game,
2: did you? No. But, um, you gave us quite a detailed travel update, I remember, which was re- actually quite a few of our listeners were very pleased about. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, that, that that's really good. Well, um, we're we're we we're, we're on. I think eleven of the teams, Premiership teams, now are on um, uh, this this forum, this uh, WhatsApp WhatsApp forum. And we're all sharing tra- sort of travel information. But Duncan, who, who's doing it for us, he's actually extremely good at it and uh, uh, and getting the updates. But the club, are, the club, the club are fairly good as well because the M4s closed. They've been uh, trains, weekend trains, cancelled because they've been working on all sorts of issues. It's been really quite difficult to get there. And, um, uh, and so, you know, he's done a big job on the, on the travel information.
2: Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, unfortunately it was, um, half term week. I think we, I don't know whether we had this discussion cause I just, I think, yes. Cause I went to Portugal to play golf because we had that discussion. I remember. So I had four That's days right. in, uh, um, uh, Villa Mora and, Got back on the Thursday, and there was a. It was my wife's, well, my other half's birthday on the Friday, and there was a. <laughs> a it was a fairly difficult discussion about going to London Irish on the Saturday. Um, <laughs> she mentioned the the Phrase birthday weekend, which I've never really heard before, so I'm, I was really, really upset about it. Really, but they'll, they'll be in next year, they'll a- absolutely,
4: absolutely.
2: I'm just gonna tell my daughters to shut up because they're being really yeah, yeah. loud <laughs> in the kitchen. Not, sorry, pet, give me a moment. I don't know what they're up to. They're playing, oh, they're playing a game, it's the thing my, my dad brought them. Yeah, um, yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. Well, well on on that note, I think we should make a start. So, what I was I, going to ask I think you first, should. Jerry, is yeah. uh, is maybe just give give us a a kind of a summary of how you think Irish's season has gone so far. I mean, you're sitting in eighth, I think, and you're ninth
4: uh, Yeah, uh, we we, us. We, 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 were, we, were, we were sixth until uh, until fr- Friday night, and, uh, and and then got. Got fa- fairly fairly well beaten by by Gloucester in the in the end. It, it's it's a curious it's a curate's egg. It's good good in parts. We got, you know, we were absolutely superb against Exeter and absolutely shut Exeter out of it. Great performance. And then Gloucester, uh, we had Gloucester pinned in their twenty-two for fifteen minutes. The first time they got it, didn't score any points. The first time they got out of their twenty-two, they went up the other end and scored. And uh, it was sort of downhill all, all the way for, for, from then. Um, so we've had some really good performances, and a bit like Quinn, some fantastic comebacks mm-hmm. um, from being from being well behind. And you uh, know, it's been exciting stuff. So we they, they they play on it. I think it's very much like like Bristol. I, I think we're developing into the same sort of uh, of teams. Play on the edge. And, uh, you know, live and die by the sword. I mean, has Um, your pack been a bit more
2: cohesive this season? Because I remember last season you saying that, you, you know, you'd had a few injuries and you weren't too sure about it, but
4: well uh, we, we got Simmons and Coleman back as locks for the last the last two games and uh, Col- Coleman uh, Coleman makes a big difference uh, he's six foot ten and uh, he, he's, he's a presence around the around the pitch as well and Simmons is about six foot seven as well and the pair of them have really shored up the uh, the, the pack so the, the pack is much more competitive than it what than it was Um but I know you like to hear about who are the guys that we should you should of look course. out for. Yeah, we've got this. We've got this little gem of a of a lad. Uh, little gem. He's no he's no little guy. He's, he's called Tom Pearson, number seven. He's Come out of nowhere from Cardiff Metropolitan uh, University. Signed him about last October. He's only in the academy. He's twenty twenty one years old, and he's he's mustard. Mm. He really mm. is. He had a fantastic game against Exeter. And so they actually put him on the bench for uh, for Friday because it was a fairly quick turnaround, and he's only young. He's only played about half a dozen games, but mm-hmm. he really is—he's uh, electric. He's electric. So, do you think he'll uh,
2: start on Friday?
4: I would say he would probably start on Friday. Yeah. That's
2: yeah. interesting because we've also got a young lad called Fitzharding <clears throat> who's come good this yes. season. <laughs> Uh, not, yes. but he's Durham University. So uh, the the higher education system of, of Britain has been, as, as, as UK has been sh- churning out a few good uh, good players. But yeah, he's and he's he's been a, he's pretty much the reason why Nathan Hughes has gone to Bath. Actually, is that? Well, yeah, I'm yeah,
4: gonna say, you know, when 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 I saw the team when you were playing up at us, I thought, oh, good, Nathan Hughes isn't playing. Uh, got some unheard-of bloke called Harding there, and he was man of the match.
2: Yeah, he's been man of the match. I mean, he's been. He's, con- he's been eight out of 10 almost every game. He's, he's yeah. just everywhere. Uh, and he's, yeah. you know, you think, oh, maybe he's a bit lightweight, maybe he's more of a mobile number eight, but he's his physicality is a pretty impressive as well. I mean, we're, we're all just quite amazed he hasn't been injured yet because he throws himself around so much. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see that, if the, you know, some young lads facing up against each other, seeing the future of England, perhaps. So uh, that'll be good. Um, so... Um, what do you think then? How do you think it's going to go on Friday? What sort of game plan might you bring, or, and, and how do you think the game might pan out?
4: I, I don't think we're going to play any differently. I think we're going to we're going to play our way, and it's about fast ball. You know, they 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 picked it up on Friday night. I watched it on Friday night, and they they got it on BT. They said the speak our, our Irish get the ball out of the back, out of the rug quicker than any team in the premiership. And it's about, you know, <laughs> some people don't like Nick Phipps, but what he does, he just makes the thing fizz. Mm. And the ball fizzes around so fast. And uh, that's the, that's what Jackson likes. And uh, mm. Jackson likes the way that, fizzes. and I think that's the way Irish are going to play. They're yeah. going to fizz the thing all over the shop. And uh, it's, it's what we do. That's, well, that's the style
2: of game. And I think, to be honest, that's, that yeah, you know, that's going to be uh, um, you know manner to well, that's not the right yeah. phrase, but that's going to be no, that's going to be I, what, we, think, what our fans think, want to hear because we also, I mean, we play that way when we're on form. And yeah. you know, we want to be entertained as well. So I think we've always had very entertaining matches against each other. But maybe this well, season, there's a little, it's a bit closer uh, in terms of what you, you know, I remember you being quite just pessimistic last season about your chances. But um, uh, although we did draw, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm looking forward to the game on Friday. I mean, Friday night under the lights. Um, oh, um,
4: so it's Friday. I, I, I Okay, I yeah, see. yeah.
2: It's
4: Friday night again. Yeah, is.
2: How, are you yeah, not? Yeah. You're not going to make it down the M4, Jerry? Is it no, no, I'm.
4: I, I'm not. I, I'm. Uh, I'm actually working Friday. Oh no! That's why. That's why I'm not going.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, it's a, It's a, it, We quite like the Friday night games. The one thing I have noticed about your Friday night games earlier in the season that were on telly that you did put a good light show on. At the stadium, oh, yeah. yeah,
4: the light show is brilliant.
2: Yeah, and and we haven't yeah. really done that, so I'm a bit I'm a bit disappointed that uh, you've definitely got one up on us when it comes on the Friday well, the night light like, show.
4: That that's their courtesy of the football club. Yeah. Know, they they they've got they've got that, and uh, uh, and, and that sort of comes from them. But yeah, it it was it was uh, it was it was superb. Uh, I think the last one I saw was Saracens, and they did it, and that was really really good. Yeah.
2: Well, maybe yeah. uh, maybe we'll we'll have some sort of petition to the club this week to say that we can't be over, you know, we can't not have a light show uh, with London Irish coming into town. It'd be uh, it'd be it would be embarrassing. Um, so, do you fancy a prediction at all? By the result and oh. score. Oh, well, we, we, we are we are the draw kings. Yeah. We are the draw kings. I was going to say, you haven't drawn recently, have you? So I think it's about time we, you've had another one. Um, I think you've had yeah. three this season, haven't you? Which is pretty we impressive. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, OK. Yeah. Well, I you know what? There is... I, if the bookies, I, I would be interested to see what the odds on a draw are, because yeah, the, both, the way the teams are both playing, kind of fast and loose, it could... Uh, it could it could be worth putting a few quid on. So uh, so you're yeah. going to go for a draw. Do you think we'll both score
4: yeah. four tries each? Well, I th- I think one one of us will score four tries. <laughs> I yeah. Just, I just I just hope it's Irish.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, of course you do. I wouldn't expect you to say anything less. Well, look, it's uh, it's gonna. We're on the up. You know, as you said, you've 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 been playing well in patches and we're a bit unlucky maybe on. Uh, on Friday against Gloucester and I know you'll just come and play without fear so I think it's uh, it's setting itself up for 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 what the, for what the real fans want to see a, a proper game of rugby of throwing it around and trying to get the ball moving so brilliant
4: yeah. I, I, I don't th- I don't think you I can't see us playing any other way that's 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 what we do well
2: I that's think that is the perfect place to leave it. thank you very much. Well, there we are. You're, you're like two old besties, you two now, aren't you? It was honestly. It came on the Zoom call. It's like it was like we'd never been apart. It was it was like oh, hello, P. How's it going? It was like you know, it's like when you sit don't see someone for ages and then you see him and it's as if you. It was only five
1: minutes can ago. I, can I just say? I, I mean, I don't know how old Jerry is, but but listening to it, it does sound like a little bit of a father and son.
2: Oh, definitely. Oh no, he's he's a. I'd there. say he's he's a dapper. I mean, I don't wanna don't wanna sound um disrespectful it, but he's a very dapper, youthful looking, you know, sixty-ish. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Well, he's not as old as my dad. Uh, but yeah, I mean we we had quite a long wide ranging chat and, and quite a lot of it I had to edit out because it was basically uh fairly random, but I did try and leave in a few little tidbits of uh, extras about travel and the lack of bar space at the community stadium. But yeah, lovely guy. I mean, he's big, big, big fan of, uh, of, of chatting to us. And, and, and I think he kind of, I think we agree that he kind of personifies the spirit of London Irish, as well, a kind of slightly maverick you know team that likes to throw it around and you know don 't care uh whether you know they lose sometimes they win and uh, i think it's a it 's a nice
1: combo that on that subject I think that will play into our hands on the field
2: yeah well <laughs> i think like. i mean I think we both agreed that as you, as you as we heard is that we both play rugby with the same philosophy by definition, that means there 's going to be quite a lot of Lot of spaces and gaps, and I mean, we know this from every game we've played. I mean, we we beat them, they got a bonus point, we got five tries, didn't we? Early yeah. in the season, last season, the 36 all, then we didn't play because it got cancelled. So, yeah, I mean, it, the odds are it's gonna, I mean, the odds are to be honest, Lee, you know, I the odds are it could be a draw, couldn't it? High scoring draw. I think well, Miles
1: might have that in his prediction later on.
2: We'll, I think. we'll do the predictions in a minute, but let's uh, what,
0: what do we think then, Lee? Um. What what changes do you see from uh, that that squad that played so well?
1: Well, I think obviously the biggest thing for for us is Andy Uren being being out. I think so. Whiteley steps into into.
0: That's the assumption we're making, but if it's hamstring, yeah. it's unlikely that he's, he's straight yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean, I'd say if, if if Andy Uren is out and Whiteley steps into nine, and then it's where we are with. Sam Bedlow, really, Um, because I think if Bedlow's anywhere near it, then Pat will bring Bedlow in at 10. If not, then I think we've already said on the pod tonight that Tiff Eden could step in at 10. Or if, I mean, if Lloyd's out of
2: isolation, I mean, it depends how much, but it depends if he's been able to train. I mean, it's not, I assume he's not... Well, he might be ill. We don't know. So that depends on his yeah. on the timing because I would have thought if he's fit enough, he'll be in, won't he, somewhere? Mm.
1: And I guess, like you said earlier, Tim, we don't know when no. that COVID call no. got made for you and Lloyd Dewey. So. Um. I mean, if he hasn't been able to train but he's out of isolation, you would think
0: he's probably going to make the bench. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, one of the things for me, Lee, is has Tiff Eden done enough to start at 10? next week
1: no I I think it would definitely be a like without saying disrespectful to Tiff I think it would be very very unusual if if he did start at 10 I think it would be a you know a kind of a a decision that would would force Pat's hand I think if he was the only available 10 Mm. I think then he would start but I don't I don't think I don't see that happening personally. And the problem
2: with it with Tiff, he's a bit like he's like the Nathan Hughes of the back line, isn't he? He's really is he really he's not really a utility back. I mean he's not going to be on the bench unless they want him to go to cover ten. Mm. So if, you know, if Bedloe and Lloyd a fit you could have this situation where he played quite well and played alright and he's, been, he's back trading with the yellow bibs so. I,
1: think, I think he knows that as well though doesn't yeah. he I think he was lucky to get, get a squeak this week yeah. although he did play well Yeah he, he did and, I, and I, I think it's
2: different. this is the harsh
1: reality of professional sport and hard-nosed
2: decision making mm. you know like he did nothing wrong it was nice to see some big boots as well, clearing out of our 22 on penalties yeah. and getting into there. Yeah, I mean, half, which he, we he definitely kicked it further than probably Callum, uh, you know, so apart from the one he, he shanked sideways. But um,
1: but then if Bedloe is fit.
2: Do, do you bring him straight back yeah, in, though,
0: at, at, at fly half, having been out with a gammy shoulder for so long? Yeah.
1: It's tricky. It is a bit cool.
2: It's a bit, it's an interesting. Like we always say, boys, it makes the week exciting because we're not quite sure what the selection's mm-hmm. going
1: to be. And it's nice to have the options, isn't yeah. it?
0: Um. And, any other changes you foresee?
1: Well, I was just thinking, like, I'm not quite sure if, um, if, that. I'm not too sure about that front row. I, I, I don't know whether we, we might rest, uh, we might rest one or two. And now Max and Heath, Maybe might have a rest, I think Facker might come in for Byrne. um I just and and the the locks i think if if atwood and Joyce are still fit, I think they'll play, but then um, i can see maybe there there could be a change at lock um. I think maybe Holmes or Hawkins might step yeah. in for one. We've got options, haven't we?
0: Well, Atwood certainly is not going to be fatigued from the number no. of games he's played. I mean, you know, he yeah. had a he had a half, didn't he? Yeah, um, a long walk. Uh, you know, Joyce has played a lot of games. Um, you wonder whether, you know, the, 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 he he might get a breather. Luatoa, um, you know, he's been on the bench now twice, mm. again, with his little <laughs> yellow card. It was a bit to... of a cameo, yeah. wasn't it? Five minutes and then another three minutes.
2: Um I mean so- if if Lua Tua's match fit, I mean you think Vui will go back into lock. Lua yeah. Tua comes on into flanker, you've got Lua Tua Thomas Harding. Mm. Mm. It's uh, a Vui then- and someone, Vui and Atwood at lock. And then you I mean we seem to be starting to develop our little our own little bomb squad thing with the front row, isn't it? And mm. uh, you know, bring on the bring on uh, bring on Jonathan Jan Thomas and Farry Thacker in the second half. I think we might. I think we might go with that. I think we we may start again. Just with, swap them
1: over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that for me was quite a big thing. In the, the, just the having that bench, the replacements bench, was was so, so strong. strong. Again, so such you know, a difference. Like players it? coming mm-hmm. back into that. And that is that the squad. massive.
2: That is pretty much the difference, isn't it? Yeah. Now between those early, stress, disappointing games, before Christmas, first half of the season when we were. Stretched in the well, squad.
1: We've got the eighteen back in now, haven't we? Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, you say that we've got a few that are, uh, you know, Piattau. Mm. We we don't know. I mean, it's Achilles, isn't it? How how close he is. Will Sam Bedlow? You know, will, will will he be back? But then I think you said earlier with O'Connor uh, and uh, Ran Randra now seem mm. to have got that yep. nice little uh, relationship mm. going. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You don't see that many changes. Lloyd, if he comes back in. Yeah, um, uh Lutoa maybe to start if he's now fully fit. Um, I mean, we'll P- assume
2: P-Tow. we'll assume Morahan's not going to. I mean, I, I think if Morahan goes off injured, he doesn't tend to come back the next game, mm-hmm. does he? I think he's. But we're hoping that Piattau might be. Hopefully, they can pass each other in the one going into the medical room, one coming out, and I mean that would be that would be the result mm. because I, I'm not expecting Morahan to be available. Yeah. So if but if Pierre not available as well, I mean we're looking at Purdy or Lloyd at fullback. But then you know it's, it's
1: difficult. when it's
2: Lloyd is it, going 10 There's a
1: lot of yeah, definite, def- yeah definitely a lot of arrangements that could, could happen
0: because I, I I think if Morahan and Pierre aren't fit, I just wonder whether Tiff Eden might get another game at mm. ten and Lloyd and some, at fifteen. Yeah, uh, you've got well with Whiteley you've got plenty of fly half cover then. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. Now it's going to be one of the young uns. You would imagine is going to get promoted from the bench to yeah. uh, cover for
2: scrum half. It would be Strang, I imagine, because he played a couple of those Premiership Cup games. And when mm. I saw Dan Exeter, he looked all right. I thought looked quick. Mm. Yeah, I think he's probably the first in the pecking order. Yeah. And there's Boyland as well, but I don't know whether he's where. I mean, if he's on loan, they'd call him back somewhere, wouldn't they? So, but we're getting a bit thin there. <laughs> Yeah. John O'Fower, obviously, probably put his hand up.
0: No, absolutely. But you think Whiteley now has got a kind of a clear run of games, probably mm. at nine for the rest yeah. of the six nations.
1: Yeah. Which I think he it I think he absolutely needs that. And I think Whiteley mm. is is the type of guy who would step up like he did this week, and I think he will it'll will flourish. Mm.
2: And if we're really desperate, we could get Chris Cook back from uh, Japan on loan.
1: <laughs> Miles' favourite.
0: Yeah. Um, Right, let's put uh, our money where our mouths are. Uh, prediction time. So, Lee, I'm going to, because I know you're such good mates with Miles. Yeah, just I, text me. Do do predictions for you and for Miles. So if you just open your phone up then and see what you yeah. said.
1: So Miles, bizarrely, is going for a draw. <laughs>
3: he
1: is going for a draw. He's going, but, but a low scoring draw, which I'm quite surprised about, actually. Miles yeah. is going for a 3-3, three, three, mate. 3-3, three, three. Okay. And what about yourself? I'm going to go for a slightly more open high-scoring affair. I'm going to go for 32-21 victory for the Bears.
0: 32-21.
2: Pete, your thoughts? I think it's going to be high-scoring and tight, which is the way we like it. Uh, I'm going to say that it could be Quite similar to that one last season that was a 36-aller. And I'm almost tempted for no apparent reason that it's just be the weirdest coincident in the world that's never been done before, (laughs) that we're going to have another 36-all. He's going for the 36-all. Just, just, why not? I don't want to say it, but I just think it's got that potential. Uh, Right,
0: I am going to go for a... 34 to 24 win to Bristol, um, yeah. Apart from Miles, which is a bit disappointing. Um, I think I think we're all there, seeing quite a few tries, open mm. play, good good running rugby.
1: Who was uh, closest last week? By the way, Tim.
0: I don't know if we did it last week,
1: did we? I don't know. Boy, we a bye week, didn't. Two weeks
0: ago, <laughs> I don't think we did. Um, okay, uh, right. Well. Um, You know, this is a a Bristol Bears podcast. We're big Bristol Bears fans, but we also like to promote rugby uh, in the city. And uh, there's a a new team on the block. And uh, I had a very interesting interview and chat with them uh, to find out uh, about this new club who uh, are looking for members. So uh, let's uh, listen to that now. Right. Well, today we've got a special guest on the podcast. That's Jeeves Dittani from the Bristol Bears. Sharks rugby team. Now, I'm sure some of our listeners out there will think, "Hang on a minute, is this a combination team? I've I've not heard of them." Jeeves, um, can you tell me why? Maybe some of our listeners haven't heard of your rugby team in Bristol.
3: So they won't have heard of us because we're actually an underwater rugby team.
0: Okay, let me let me get this straight in my head. You're an underwater rugby team, so. I mean, the only time I've seen anything like underwater rugby was at the wreck in Bath a few seasons ago, when their pitch was in a shocking state. You're, you, you, but you're you're a bit further underwater than that.
3: That's right. So we play um, in a pool that's say four to five meters deep, so in a in a dive pit, and um, yeah, full contact underwater, uh, trying to get the the ball in the goal.
0: Right. So. Is this something that's quite new to the UK then?
3: It's relatively new to the UK. So the, the first club in the UK was actually started in 2013 in London. And then relatively more recently, a clubs uh, opened up in, in Cheltenham. And then we've just effectively started our club uh, summer last year in Bristol.
0: And you told me uh, before before we came on air that um, you, you had... You were planned to launch. I think was it March 2020?
3: That's right. We, we we managed to get in a couple of sessions before before everything kicked off with with COVID. So yeah, we had to we had to pause for eighteen months or so before we we're able to get back in the water.
0: And now um, you're you're back in the water. And uh, is it right? You're you're looking for some uh, some people to come along and maybe be try underwater rugby.
3: That's exactly it. So it's uh, it's a sport that doesn't. Um, necessarily re- require you know, a, l- a lot of strength. You want to be uh, a competent swimmer, and, and the rest we can teach you. We've got um, all of the, the kit available, and we're um, looking for, for new players to, to come and come and train with us. Experience something different. Experience a new sport, um, and we play in Clifton on a on a Sunday morning
0: okay just for for our listeners and for me as well can you can you just give us a, a kind of a basics of the rules of underwater rugby yeah sure so in essence you have
3: six players as uh, per team with six substitutes and that's um uh, as rolling subs so you can sort of jump in and out of the water as and as and when you need and then you have a, a basket at the, at the bottom of the pool and a ball that's uh, negatively buoyant in that that ball will sink. So that's sort that's of all the equipment, and you're just holding your breath when you're in the water. So you're not using a scuba tank or anything like that. You're going down, holding your breath, and then um, essentially, if, if you've got the ball, you're fair, your fair game. Anyone from the opposite team can come and tackle you. Whereas, um, then likewise, you can only tackle someone who's got the ball. And the aim of the game is to get the ball into the basket.
0: Right, so it is a contact sport then?
3: It is, it is, it is full contact, um, exact, exactly the same way as, as rugby is.
0: And, and what about refereeing it? Is there, is, this, is there a referee actually underwater or is there someone above water to, to officiate?
3: Yes, you actually have both. So you have um, uh, a deck ref and you have um, referees in the water uh, with, uh, with scuba gear that are uh, um, keeping an eye on everything and everyone.
0: That sounds that sounds absolutely amazing. And um, it, did, do you have kind of? Because I, I, I'm asking this for Pete, who's one of the co-hosts on the podcast. There's nothing he likes better than parading in his speedos. So, did, do you actually have team colours then for uh, for, for the, the swimwear?
3: We that is that is one of the things that we we do plan to to get together is uh, is some team kit we haven't yet but our um i think we've gone for, for maroon as our uh, as our team colors
0: that's fantastic and um so it's it's sundays that you train and um if people are interested to find out more how can they get in contact would it be through twitter or, or is there somewhere where they can contact you
3: sure so they can either get us on twitter and um, we're bullsharks uwr or they can get us on uh, Facebook, uh, Bristol Bull Sharks, UWR. Or they can email us as well on Bristol Bullsharks at gmail.com.
0: And and just I, I just want to check, and I'm I, I think I know the answer, but this this isn't something that's just for men. It is it is for women it's, and men yeah. as well, isn't it?
3: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So uh, on our team, we've got a um, um, uh, uh, woman that plays for or t- trains with the, the Swedish ladies national team and we also have um, one of the guys that's represented GB um, at the World Championships a couple of years back so we've got um, players that are of that sort of international standard like I say a fully mixed sport I, I think our split is probably about 50-50 um, at the moment and yeah it's, it's, it's for everyone to try
0: that sounds absolutely fantastic. Well, Jeeves, thanks so much for coming on and uh, telling us about underwater rugby. Uh, wish you every success with the club. And uh, yeah, I-, I look forward to uh, may- maybe seeing a game sometime.
3: Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll, we'll have you along to try it as
0: well. Well, I don't know. I don't know how well I uh, am underwater holding my breath, but uh, I'd certainly be interested. But as I say, Pete on the podcast, he'd love to slip into a pair of Speedos and join you in the pool.
3: Great. We'll we'll have him. (laughs) All right, then. Thanks ever so much. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Cheers.
0: Well, Pete, I, I did pull pull your leg a little bit there, but underwater rugby, with your speedos, <laughs> surely this, this is going to be your game, isn't it? Uh,
2: well, I've certainly got the weight, I think, that will sink me down low enough to, uh, You've to get You've got negative buoyancy. I've <laughs> got negative buoyancy, yeah. So wh- what could go wrong with negative buoyancy and bright red speedos? I'll sign me up. Jeeves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about you, Lee? Do you think that's something that you'd fancy... Uh, getting your swimsuit out
1: I, for? I, I think that you you know full well that, that Lee's got a, a water phobia. <laughs> There's no way in the world they will be even even walking inside that swimming pool up at Clifton. Was it the Lido, was it maybe? I don't know. But yeah, no, I think I'll give that one a miss and then I'll, uh, I'll put Pete's name forward to, to kind of forbearers beyond the gate.
0: Uh, and uh, do you think, Pete, Do you see any players maybe in the current squad that once they've transitioned, once they've finished with the Bears that might be good underwater rugby players? Well, if
2: you remember, we went to the old Q&A at the beginning of the season and we asked them about the swimming, didn't they? All that pre-season swimming. And Pat admitted that he couldn't swim very well. Luke Moraghan was the best because he's some sort of Aussie lifeguard. But they did mention the fact that Andy Wren... Uh, had a stroke that was somewhere between doggy paddle and straight. drowning yeah <laughs> so I don't think Andy is going to be uh, signing up this time soon um, I, I imagine you know what it'll be someone like I mean it'll be like Harry Randall you know he'd be good at everything isn't
0: he yeah yeah uh, well that, that was great I mean I certainly hadn't heard of underwater rugby before uh, evidently in Scandinavia it's quite big in Germany it's quite big and as you heard on the interview there, there are three teams now in the UK. I've still got to say, Tony,
2: after that, I still don't quite understand how they move the ball along sideways. I can sort of understand how it... But anyway, I, I'm, I'm well, intrigued I enough to, watch a game, to go and have a watch. Yeah. watch. Well, what, what we'll do, we'll put some
0: uh, of the Bristol Bull Sharks links on our page. There is a YouTube video that I think explains it. Ah, that's what I need. Um, and... Uh, yeah, well, anybody that fancies having a go um, at Underwater Rugby, uh, you need to go along to the uh, Bristol Uni Swimming Pool, which is in the uh, Richmond building, bs one ln uh, and the club meets at 11am on Sunday morning. So you heard the contact details. We'll also put a link on our Twitter feed as well. But, uh, yeah, the Richmond building, 11am uh, on Sunday. So, uh yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how, how that sport develops in the UK.
1: Um, Maybe we can sponsor the, the trunks. I it, think there's a name in there, isn't there? I, I was going
0: to say, but bears beyond the gate. It's going to be quite a lot to get across one line on the back <laughs> well, of Paris, Paris, peep the Very, very, thinly Oh, dear. Let's move along. OK, so Six Nations kicked off. Uh, this weekend, and uh, of course, uh, England didn't win up in Scotland. Lost the Calcutta Cup. Um, just we'll have a little chat about the the Bristol representation there, Pete. Um, mm. Sinks played uh, most of the game. Yeah,
2: put put a big shift in. Didn't do anything wrong. Um, you know, he's he's a willing runner, isn't he? First contact. You know, I I think you can't argue. I think the scrum. I think. Mean, Well, let's not talk about the scrum, but um, at the end. But yeah, I mean, I you know, he's obviously established. I cannot, for the life of me, understand why Randall didn't get on.
0: Mm. And
2: I cannot, for the life of me, understand why Smith, I know it's got nothing to do with Bristol, except that I cannot believe that anybody was thinking that they wouldn't see Randall and Smith together at some point. I mean... We were talking about England. And and we lost the game. We lost the game. Some people say we lost the game because of the ref and the penalty try, but I don't buy that. We lost the game because we could not convert a possession and territory that yeah. we had.
1: 76%. And we
2: didn't, and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm sorry to say this again, but we had a premiership average scrum half who played 80 minutes. He did some good stuff, fair play. He made a couple of good breaks, a couple of, you know, people saying, oh yeah, but he made a break and he made a, He says this guy's got 113 caps ring. He should be playing yeah. brilliantly all the time. And I just do not understand, do not understand. And and anyway, but I cannot understand why the game was crying out for some pace at the end, and, yeah. and Randall comes off. So let's leave it at that.
0: Yeah, uh, and it was a great
2: shame, wasn't it, that, that that Randall didn't get his opportunity? Oh, he'll play against Italy, won't he? I,
0: I, but I, I, even I, then,
2: he we didn't last time, did he? No, we he thought he'd guarantee to play against Italy. Yeah, so, yeah and he fine. won't play against Italy now, will he? Because we need to he, win. We need to win it, and yeah. he won't take that risk. Yeah, and it'll bit like it.
1: deja vu again, isn't it? With All over games. again. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um, nice to see maybe uh, a little little glimpse of next year with Genge and Sinclair in that front row. Uh, well,
1: that's that's going to be tasty, isn't it for us? Yeah. Because I mean, we obviously the front row we've been worried about it for a good twelve months now, haven't we? But. I don't think we'll be worrying so much with those two. In,
2: Unfortunately, uh, we won't be seeing him much this time next year, will we? <laughs> well,
1: yeah. no, oh. no. But, I mean, even still, you know. And, you know, I, I love the interview, I, you know, with, um, was it Sonia? With Genji. And I just, I watched that on Saturday and it was kind of like, it, it just personified custodians from council estates, which is where I'm from and i loved every second of it i just thought we spoke so well for you know for my generation my you know where i come from and i loved it but yeah. but it was a shocking shocking performance and again eddie we're, jones like i mean where
2: yeah. how long has eddie jones got to not deliver before people say he doesn't I mean, deliver i, I, I mean know. we the resources we're, we're that we have yeah. at our disposal I know. we sh- you know we, we shouldn't and, and fair play to scotland great team but we, oh, we should won, won
1: the we should have won that game
0: i've got to say though, I think Scotland are looking at a once in a generation yeah, quality are. team, and yeah. as much as uh we didn't perform when you can look at the tactics and the the choices um they they have got some world class players mm. in people like Russell and Hogg. They've got some great forwards and they've got amazing team spirit. Yeah. And,
1: Dude, uh, they, certainly, play to them. they certainly have. But we still should have beaten them.
2: And I yeah. don't... I mean, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to blame individual players for England apart from, I suppose, I just have. Luke but Cohen I don't Dixon. blame him, to be honest. I, you know, I, I thought people like Lewis Ludlam like gave everything, you know. they, I, You know, they, they give everything. Tom Curry gives everything. He, he puts his head in dangerous places all mm. the time. Izzikwe, uh Ata- Yeah. Just for some reason, it's not quite working, and and you've got to then look at top the, the top. top of the tree. Uh, yeah, uneasy lies the head that wears the crown.
0: Oh, look at that! Uh, and I'm sure. Well, we'll we'll follow Randall and uh, Sinclair, and of course Genge as well as the the tournament uh, progresses on, on the podcast on the podcast. Sorry, and, and the- cheats cheats. Sheets Sheets Sheedo. Sheedo Sheedo of course yes how could I forget he had a little cameo in what was a pretty disappointing game for mm. uh, for Wales uh, Ireland looking good Wales not looking good yeah.
2: I mean he comes on Was it 71 72? Yeah. So I mean it's a cap isn't it it's a stat He, yeah. cut, I mean I, I'm sure he he, he didn't he miss touch as well with his first he, kick he did but, but to be fair it's not going it, 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 to make a difference Ireland
1: looked good Ireland yeah. looked really good yeah
0: Okay. Uh well, just picking up on uh Randall then the the very good news uh th- uh last week was that he he's resigned uh and uh again a bit frustrating we don't know for how long but it was talked about uh, a long-term commitment to the club and it was interesting I did note on the rugby paper evidently Quinns were sniffing around uh, mm-hmm. looking as a uh, maybe a replacement uh, to for care when he uh, mm-hmm. when he goes. So uh you know, it's wonderful that we've, we've brought Randall through, haven't we, from, from his time mm. in Hartbury. Uh, we've got an England international and yeah.
1: uh, he, he's committed to the club. And long term, what do we call long term now, like, three years? Mm.
0: I don't know. I I, I I would say probably three years. But yeah. it'd be interesting to see what kind of deal it is as well, because is it is it one that, we can pay you so much now, but if it's three years and that third year when the salary cap goes up, yeah, you're going to get a yeah a
2: bigger
0: yeah. a bigger payday then. Because mm. let's face it, he would have been cheapest chips when we signed him. Uh, now in the salary cap, you know, he's a full international. Yeah. He's he's a European. Challenge He's Cup winner. He's earned his dough. He's earned his
2: dough. So all of a sudden, that's a, an increase. You in remember that bill. day we went to Hartbury and he yeah. was playing for Hartbury? was yeah, right. right, wasn't it? Yeah. And we queued for the whole of the first half to get a drink, Lee. I and you did, yeah. yeah. And, and I reckon Harry Randall was probably cost about as much as that point that we bought eventually. <laughs> yeah. And look, where has he come from there is unbelievable.
1: I, mean, I think we, we've all, I think we've mentioned this on the pod before, but we, we've first seen Harry Randall in action and we were all thinking, like, who, who's that youngster right now? Too small. There? Mm-hmm. He's never going to make it. But and he, boy, he proved he actually proved us wrong that day, oh, didn't he? Brilliant. Against us. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been brilliant ever since.
0: Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I hope uh, all the listeners out there have enjoyed this uh, episode after the little break. Uh, and just to say, next week will be our one. 100th episode and look at everyone's got a little smile on their face there unbelievable Uh, we've we've got a special we've got a special treat for you next week we've uh, recorded an interview uh, and I'm sure all Bristol Bears fans are going to enjoy uh, listening to to the interview we've got lined up to celebrate our milestone Uh, well that's it for the show if you like what you've heard please subscribe and leave a review or rating for us on your podcast platform We'll be back next week with our review of the London Irish game and a preview of the Worcester away game. Until next time, goodbye, stay safe and come on Briz.